Welcome to the VIP Ignite podcast, your source for tomorrow's talent today. Hear real-life stories of models, actors, and musicians breaking down barriers, launching careers, and sharing their stories of overcoming obstacles and finding real success. They will activate the winner in you by revealing the path with their best tips and advice. Hey everyone, my name is Sydney White and I'm the host of the Coffee in the Green Room podcast. And today I am so excited to have Joseph James on the show. Joseph, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Janine. It's such an honor. It's an honor to have you too. So everyone, let me tell you a little bit about Joseph and then I'm going to have him tell you his story in his own words. So he hails all the way from New Orleans, Louisiana. He was born and raised in Jacksonville, North Carolina. He served honorably for six years in the U.S. Marine Corps. He has also served in law enforcement, corrections, and homeland securities. He has traveled and spoken in over 25 countries. He shared the stage with evangelist Thomas Tenney. We're going to have to talk about that one offline. That is so awesome. He's the author of the book, God Chasers. He has also shared the stage with world-renowned speaker and venture capitalist Bill Walsh, Lisa Nichols, Lee Steinberg. He was selected out of the crowd by Tony Robbins to speak over 7,000 people. He is an entrepreneur growing his business to seven figures in five and a half years. He has personally worked with over 70 athletes, coaches, and owners from the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Joseph, it is such a tremendous honor to have you on this on our podcast today. So I told all of your accolades, can you tell everyone your story in like one to two minutes? And I know that's not going to be easy because you have an amazing story. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, Dean. It is uh, such an honor to be here. You know, ultimately is I was born and raised in a very abusive family, um, learned to hate my dad. I was always seeking his approval, um, but was always getting rejected. And that was well into my teenage years and into my 20s. My mom passed away when I was 26 years old, when I wished it was my dad because of the relationship that we ultimately didn't have at that time. However, fast forward 14 years, my dad died, my best friend, only to be preceded by my wife passing away 22 days later, leaving me with three kids. One of them happened to be a one-year-old and I was having to do life all over again, even with my oldest already being uh, almost 10 years old at the time. In the midst of all of that, okay, I'm also... I also have a full blown business. Okay. And we weren't doing seven figures at the time. We were only doing, we were right about 300,000 for the year. And that was in 2019. We closed that out. Then of course, COVID hit in 2020. And then by the end of 2021, I had already just set my mind that I knew my life couldn't continue to go down the hole it was going, so to say. And I had to start changing my mindset. I started changing it within myself because that's where it has to start off first. And then it went into my business. And by the end of 2021, we closed out the year with seven figures. Wow. That's awesome. So that's the very short version. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, how did you go from, how did you manage to work through all of that adversity and come out the other side successful? Because I know, I know you do a lot. You talk a lot about mindset and you, um, so can you talk a little bit about how do you go through all of that 
and not like bury yourself in a hole? Like, how do you come out of it stronger on the other side? Yeah, you know, um, great question. And ultimately, where a lot of people, I say, would go wrong, and if the if you're out there listening in the audience, is you have to find your why. You have to, you know, whether your why may be different in business and may be different in your personal life, but whatever that is, it's something that's going to be so strong deep inside of you that when you don't feel like going to work or you don't want to run the business or you don't want to go through life anymore, that why is that thing that keeps you going. And, you know, ultimately I didn't know my why, you know, I was just plugging along through life. You know, I was a Marine at a time and thought I was going to be a Marine forever, you know, and that didn't happen. Um, I, uh, I just felt in my spirit, I was supposed to get out after four years and end up getting recalled back to active duty and did another two. But I found my why actually the day or the evening that my wife was just hours away from just passing away. And I'm going through her Facebook messages. Cause I am literally texting and messaging. I'm responding to everybody that's sending their condolences. Uh, well, well into the thousands of, of people. Cause uh, we had known a lot of people throughout our time. And um, I ran across this video that I had sent her about seven months prior. And it was of a pastor preaching. It was the last two minutes of his sermon. And he was talking about doing things from a place of pain. And when I watched it the first time, I'm like, oh my God, babe, this is for you. This is why you're going through cancer. And because you're, you're supposed to touch other people's lives. And I kind of make the joke. I'm like, I don't even know if she watched the video. <laughs> and I, I'm scrolling through her Facebook. It's, it's like six o'clock in the evening on a Saturday night. And she passed away early Sunday morning, about 1.30 in the morning. And I'm watching this video and the video, it, it, he goes on to say this, it talks about in the book of Hebrews um, chapter four, verses 15, it says, for we have not a high priest who can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. And what that meant is he was saying, he went on to say is like, you know, we have to empathize with other people, but how do we ultimately empathize if we don't know what they're going through? Mm. We go through the painful process so we can touch we can feel, we can understand, we can help other people. And when I heard it again, that second time, you know, the first time I thought, I'm like, oh man, the babe, this is why you're going through it. But now I heard it and I'm like, oh my God, this was for me. Yeah. It was never about her. It was about me. Yeah. And I'm like, she's gone through this painful process so I can reach other people. So I can touch, so I can empathize. And that right there became my why. Wow. And I knew right then and there that I can't touch and we can't touch. If you're listening out there, you, we can't touch what we can't feel. Mm. And that's why we go through the painful process. So when I understood that, why then I understood what I needed to do. And it was really more understood. I knew how to respond because I didn't know what to do. I was lost. I really was. Yeah. And I went out in this journey of looking for myself. And when I didn't want to do it, I just thought of, I'm doing this because of, I've got to be able to reach other people. I've got to be able to touch other people because I feel what they're feeling. That's, that's a powerful lesson, especially I worked with, as you know, actors, models, and musicians. And so many times they want to push down those hard things. And I've been in that situation myself. I've gone through a lot of situations where I wanted to be like, okay, you know what? Actually, um, last night, a comment was made to me. You always have to prove you're the tough guy. I was like, well, that's how I survived. But it's also, um, it's also my detriment. 
So I love that. Like you lean, like when you lean into that pain, those painful things, it's not, it's not because you want to continue hurting yourself, but because you want to be able to empathize. That's amazing. So any actors, models and musicians listening in right now, like lean into those things. I mean, and also entrepreneurs, we also work with entrepreneurs and um, I know that you have been working pretty closely with Michael Falcon, who's the founder of Truth Management and VIP Ignite. So um, to kind of segue into that, what has your experience been like working with us? And why, why have you chosen to um, be a part of what we're doing? So, you know, I met uh, Michael and yourself um, and Alicia just uh, a few months ago and at another business speaking event. And I was so impressed by just the humility that you guys walk in, you know, um, to be around. It's very easy for somebody on the outside to be starstruck when they they meet Denzel Washington or Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger or Forbes Ryler or whomever it may be that, you know, their childhood heroes, so to say. And when I begin to hear y'all's story and I'm like, man, they're around all these people, but they're so humble about it, you know? And then of course I, I knew that when I heard Michael being from Philadelphia and I'm like, well, my late wife is from Philly. I'm like, I've got to make the connection and I'm going to use that to do it. And when I walked up and, and, and saw you guys in the hotel lobby and started talking to y'all it was just like I had been talking to two of my best friends for the longest time, you know, and I'm like, that's the people that I resonate with. That's the people that I want to be able to not only open up their lives and pour into me, but I want to be able to reciprocate that. And so just even now working with you guys, being on one of your, um, your uh, ignite your VIP ignites um, just this past week and being able to speak and, and, um, to uh, actresses and actors and models and uh, entrepreneurs, it just really allowed me to even see the inside work that you guys do that most people have no clue the work that it goes in behind the scenes for you guys to do the work for up and coming um, entrepreneurs, up and coming models and actors, the the work that has to be done, the connections that have to be made. And uh, just even sit in time with Michael one-on-one that I had with him um, in Chicago, or I don't even know where we were at at the time. Atlanta, I think. That's where it was. Atlanta. (laughs) And just for him to sit there and give me feedback on me speaking from the stage, knowing that he has, has, he has so much experience in listening to other people and he can pull from his back pocket of connections and be like, Joseph, this is where I see you going and, and, and not knowing that it's coming straight from his heart. And so I'm just like, man, I want to be a part of your vision. I'm not an actor or a model, you you know, I mean, I maybe could, you know, (laughs) know? but uh, I also know how to stay in my lane, but I want to be a part of the vision because the vision is ultimately about serving other people. Yeah. And you know, we've learned too, over the years, we were so hyper-focused on actors, models, and musicians. But the thing that we're really coming to realize is that what we do for actors, models, and musicians it's also applicable to speakers. It's also applicable to entrepreneurs because what we really teach is connection because what we do is we empower people to create their own success by giving them the tools that they need. So, and when you can help people and you quoted the Bible a little while ago. So in in the Bible, it talks about if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach him to fish, that he can eat for a lifetime. And that's what we do. Our core value 
is to empower people to create their own success. We'll give you the tools. We'll give you the connections, but you have to go out and make it happen for yourself. Like I can't go out and do that. And speaking of that, you had made an incredible connection while you were on our two day challenge the other day. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like to, to share the stage with Forbes Riley, with Bill Walsh and the connection that you made? Yeah. So, you know, just one is you guys have talked about it, about, you know, teaching a man to fish, you know, you've got to put in the work, you know, and when I was younger and I had shared this story about traveling and preaching is I wouldn't put in the work. I was all excited about the preaching engagement. And if I were to get asked, it was, you know, people had heard me or something like that, but then I would wait to the last minute, you know, and I wasn't putting on the work in the work, you know, to begin with. And so, of course, things didn't take off the way I thought or wanted to in life, you know, and, but now I find myself in a very similar season, but my mindset's different and putting in the work and being prepared. And so, you know, when I'm just asked to be a guest on and and pour into people's lives and serve them, you ultimately never know who's in the audience and being able to, and that's how I got connected with Bill Walsh is just by going to his events and serving him. I didn't ask him for anything. And the next thing I know, I'm asked to MC and I did a really good job because why the preparation when nobody's watching behind the closed doors. And then it's just like, man, you're doing a great job. Let's have you up there again. And then it's just, and then I end up traveling to London with him and all around the United States. But even with, with you guys, Forbes Riley, um, a icon TV uh, and commercial and product. Um, she's the pitch woman. She's the pitch queen. You know, two point five billion dollars. She sold over two point five billion with a B. Yes, with a B billion. I, I see. Um, Michael Myers <laughs> doing that with the finger in his mouth. You know, and um, you know, she was on there. I didn't even know she was on there, and I wasn't expecting it her later on in that day. You know, and then. The next thing I know, I'm getting private messages on Facebook from her saying, hey, you are powerful. Thanks so much. I want to have you on the podcast. And then then she mentions me several times later on when she's speaking, because what was I ultimately doing? I was still playing the part. I was still being a part of serving you guys and serving your community and your, your audience, but I was still playing full out yeah. like I'm just anybody else. I, I'm not special but I've got to do the work. You have to do the yeah. work out there. You know, you got to fight the adversities. You have to do the work. And because you just never know who's going to be on the room. You never know who's going to be that person says, I want you on my show. I want you. I want to sign you. You just never know. You never know what doors other people can open for you, but they're only going to open not because you look great because you're doing the work. Yeah. Because you show up the way that Michael and I met Forbes Riley is we were in Tampa we surprised Bill actually at a lunch that he was doing in Tampa and Forbes was there and he's like, you guys don't leave yet. We, I want to introduce you to someone. And we're like, Oh, okay. So we, we had, we, Bill Walsh made the introduction. And then the next thing we know, like she was sending me messages on Facebook and friend. I was like, Oh my gosh. And like, but the thing is, is that that's the type of people that we attract because yeah. we are, because of the way that we run, our company, the way that we, I, I like, I know it's a company, but I feel like the way we run our tribe, the way we run our community is that we're always looking to give back. We always are looking to over deliver. And um, we, uh, we've mentioned his name a couple of different times, Bill Walsh. 
He's like one of the top coaches, business coaches in the United States. He's spoken from, I don't even know how many countries. And I know he's made a huge impact on us. But can you talk about how, again, how you connected with Bill Walsh and what, what is it like working with him? So the way I made the connection, it was, it was kind of quite funny. I had a agency that was booking me on events and they connected me with um, Jonathan Troen of the self-love revolution. And I spoke on there and the day or the day of the speaking engagement, there was a group, it was a zoom call and lots of different people were on there as well. And I met a name by the name of Michael Silvers and Michael Silvers began to share the vision of what he and another lady had, uh, Mary Glorfield, which was the the executive vice president for Tony Robbins for over 18 years, they joined together to create the mentor studio. And when they shared their vision, I'm like, oh my goodness, I want to be a part of that vision. Michael left his phone number in the in the chat box. I immediately text him and says, I want to be a part. I don't care how much it costs or what level. I want to be at the very top. And, you know, and of course, I'm sure a lot of people say that he's like, well, there's an interview process. I'm like, okay, tell me when and where and what I need to do. And and this is the funny story. He's like, I want you to email me 10 reasons why you want to be a part of what we're doing. And I sent him 25. And because I played full out, I don't want to do 10. I want to do 25, you know? And so the next thing I know that I'm on the phone with them and then I go to their first event, which was only uh, six, eight, seven months ago, back in December. Oh, really? He's like, look, you're playing full out. We want you to come to the event, help serve. I'm like, okay, I'll stack chairs. I'll pick up trash. I'll hand out fire. I don't care. I want it. This is what I want to do. And, but I also wanted to be around those levels of people, the yeah. 300 plus events that they put on annually, the podcast, the, you know, everything. And I didn't know who Bill Walsh was, but it's his event. And I'm like, okay, we're going to serve. I'm going to do me. I know how to serve. And I was the one that was like, I was walking the ladies up the steps to get up on the stage. And then I'd flip around to the other side of the stage and I'd walk somebody down and then I'm putting chairs up and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. And the thing about it is like when you have a servant's heart, okay, you don't have to worry about is somebody going to notice you because they're going to. Yeah. Okay. And the thing about the servant's heart is people can see right through whether or not it's pure or if you're just doing it for show. Yeah. You know? And growing up in church, growing up with a faith-based background, I always saw my mom behind the scenes working, never complained never griped about anything. Just when the doors were open, I always say my parents had a drug ministry. They drug us to church every time the doors were open. You know? <laughs> I was there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, prayer, Saturday nights, worship, and then back again on Sunday morning. <laughs> that Sounds like my whole 20s. Life, you know? <laughs> and, but I just began to serve because that's where I learned it from. And yeah. Michael just asked me, he's like, Hey, we're on a break. I just want you to bring, I want you to introduce me. I'm like, Michael, I barely know you. I say, he's like, just say whatever you want to say. I'm like, okay, this is my realm. This is what I was called to do was called to speak, you know? And so I just got up there and just said from my heart what I needed to. And he gets down. He says, oh my God. He says, we got to look at your schedule. I want you at all these events (laughs) and I want you emceeing as much as you can. And then he just, you know, Bill saw me, Bill saw my servanthood. He, he saw me working at, I'm standing at the door, passing out flyers. I'm helping set up food. I'm helping tear down. I'm helping. Like I was everywhere, everywhere he looked, I was there. And then 
Michael had ended up having a hip surgery or having an issue with his hip where he couldn't go to an event. He's like, Joseph, can you go? And I'm like, yeah, I'm there, you know? And it was only me. And I'm like, Hey, Mr. Bill, I'm Joseph. He's like, yeah, I remember you, you know, you're in Vegas. And I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, what can I do for you? He's like, I need this, 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 and this done. I'm like, okay. You know, and I just did it, you know, didn't ask for anything, you know, wasn't being paid. wasn't looking to, I was looking to serve because I truly believe, and this is for everybody out there listening, hear me on this one. I believe that you can truly serve your way into destiny. Ooh. And the reason why Say that again for the people in the back of the room, yeah. <laughs> for people in the back of the room, turn up the radio. I believe that you can serve your way into destiny. And this is why I believe it. Okay. It's biblical. Number one, David was a shepherd boy tending his flock, doing what his father instructed him to do. Okay. His brothers with the Israelites were out to fight the Philistines. They were going to battle. Yeah. And his father told David time after time, he says, go take your brother's lunch. And that's what David did. He took his brother's lunch day one, day two, took his brother's lunch day three. And I can't remember exactly how many days it was, but David was not there to fight Goliath. He was yeah. there to serve his brothers. Yeah. However, in the midst of serving his brothers, he's like, I'm tired of this joker. This joker's got to go. He's making fun of my God. And he picked up stones. Everybody think that the blessing was in the, the bag of stones in his slingshot. The blessing was in the bushel of taking food to his brothers. David served his way into destiny and then became the greatest king of all of Israel. Yeah. He went from a shepherd boy to a king by serving. That was amazing. <laughs> like, how, how do I follow that up? No, that that's awesome. And I, I love that because when you give to people, when you give to people, when you speak into their listening, when you have the opportunity to serve people, like you said, that does get noticed. Yeah. And that's, I love that. You can, I'm going to make a t-shirt. We're going to have t-shirts made that say you can serve your way into your destiny. Your I love destiny. that so much. That's amazing. Awesome. Well, um, I just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was absolutely one of the most inspirational podcasts I've had in a very long time. And so for people that are listening to the podcast, where can they find you? Best way to find me is Instagram. Um, I do all my social media. It's meet Joseph James, J-O-S-E-P-H-J-A-M-E-S. So just the word first meet meet Joseph James. That's my Instagram. You can message me on there and uh, follow me for some amazing inspirational tips on leadership, on mindset, on your why, uh, you name it. Uh, I'm there. Awesome. So everyone go follow, meet Joseph James and tell him that you heard him in the coffee in the green room podcast. But for everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to this episode of coffee in the green room podcast. We have so many tremendous guests coming up. If you thought this was inspirational, you know, I always looked out to myself on these podcasts. So be ready for even more inspiration. So make sure that you subscribe to Coffee in the Green Room podcast on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are. Make sure you subscribe because you do not want to miss one more episode of Coffee in the Green Room. And again, Joseph, thank you so much for being here. That was that was amazing. I, I'm, you've rendered me speechless and that's hard to do. Deneen, thank you so much. Truly an honor. And I appreciate you, Michael and Alicia, for everything that you guys are doing for, for, the, for the world. Thank you. Thank you. And the best is yet to come, my friend. 
Thank you for listening to the VIP Ignite podcast. For free resources and to learn more about how to become a model, actor, or musician, please head over to ammsociety.com. And if you loved this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you.